Well, I'm on the winning side. Yes, I'm on the winning side. Hello, friends, and welcome to the Winning Side Podcast with Jeremy Coburnett, pastor of Victory Baptist Church in Roanoke Rapids, North Carolina. It is God's desire for His people to experience victory and to live on the winning side each and every day. We are so glad that you have joined us today and pray you will be blessed as you listen to today's edition of The Winning Side with Pastor Jeremy Coburnett. Thank you so much for joining us today. It is Friday. Hard to believe this week has flown by and it is April 22nd. Hope you're having a good day and we welcome you to our Winning Side broadcast on 95.9 FM, also on the radio app and on the podcast and then those watching on Facebook and YouTube. We welcome you today and we're looking forward to a great day today. Uh, Let's be in prayer for our teens. They're at a youth conference in Uh, Durham today. Let's pray for our school. Our school is on a field trip today in uh, Richmond. They're going to the zoo, so it's a busy day. And then we've got a great weekend. We've got Sunday coming up and uh, church services and all of our ministries, and we're looking forward to all of that. Uh, Let's uh, be in prayer for our uh, church. Pray for our missionaries. Pray for our country. Pray for one another. Uh, Happy birthday today to Grant Morris. And Grant, hope you have a great day. God bless you. And uh, I thank the Lord for uh, the privilege that we have uh, to have this uh, radio station, have this radio ministry, and that's what it is. And I certainly thank all of our uh, uh, sponsors and all the folks that have helped and all the people that, uh, that, that uh, text in and call in and email and send notes and uh, people word of mouth that just will say in passing, like, hey, I listened to the radio or thanks for that. And we certainly appreciate that. Here's a great song. Um, this family will be with us in September, uh, all day for a Sunday in September. Uh, It's uh, Brother Andrew Johnson and his family, and uh, he and his wife and his children, they sing and play the piano, play instruments. They are a blessing. But I think you'll enjoy this song. It says, I choose to be a Christian. And uh, by the way, when you get saved, you become a Christian. But I hope that being a Christian is not uh, something that you dread or something that you just endure. I hope you love it. And I hope every day, I hope we'll choose to live for Christ and to be Christ-like. Of course, uh, when you get saved, you're always saved. You don't choose every day whether or not you're going to heaven or not. No, that's already been settled when you get born into the family of God. But I hope every day, I hope you choose to be a Christian. Don't be ashamed of Him. And I like what that uh, song says, I have decided to follow Jesus. Uh, No turning back, no turning back. But I hope you'll enjoy this song, I Choose to Be a Christian.
7. We saw yesterday uh, the first verse. It says, the Lord is my light. And I'm glad that he is our light. I'm glad that he sheds light on the situation. Uh, the Bible says the path of the just is as the shining light that shineth more and more unto the perfect day. We saw yesterday, the Lord is my light. Let's look today at Psalm 27. Number two, I want to say the Lord is my liberty. David says it like this, the Lord is my light and my salvation. You see, you and I cannot be saved without the Lord. Uh, the, the, it's the plan of salvation. It's the plan of redemption that God set into motion. It is the plan of redemption that God sent his only begotten son. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believeth in him should not perish but have everlasting life. We couldn't be saved if God hadn't sent his son. We couldn't be saved if Jesus Christ had not been willing to offer his life on the cross of Calvary. We could not be saved without the Lord. By the way, we cannot have victory. That word salvation, obviously, we, we talk about eternal salvation, but that word salvation is the word deliverance. You can't have deliverance. You can't have victory. You can't have liberty. You can't have freedom. You can't have any of those things without the Lord. It all comes from God. You see, before we met the Lord, we were not doing very well. And I know that's an understatement. It's not like we, before we got saved, we were in a pretty good spot. It's not even like we were in a neutral situation. Before we got saved, we were lost and we were without any hope of salvation because there is nothing we could do to save ourselves. We were in bondage to sin. We were locked up in the, the prison of sin. We were held fast by the chains of sin. Our eternal destination was a place called hell. Can I tell you, there's nothing that we could do to improve our situation. There was nothing we could do to get out of a horrible uh, 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 pit of miry clay that the book of Psalms talks about. There was nothing we could do until Jesus came by. But when Jesus came by, he brought salvation. Jesus brought liberty. It was Jesus that reached his hand down and lifted us up out of a horrible pit and set our feet upon a rock. It was Jesus that gave us liberty. Have you ever been trapped? If you have older brothers and sisters, you probably have been because they probably locked you in a closet or, 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 or tied you up or, you know, handcuffed you and then lost the keys. You know how that goes. But have you ever been trapped? Have you ever been locked in or locked out of a place? Now, uh, please, uh, please hear me out on this story. I don't want you to take it out of context and think, oh, man. Uh, Pastor Jeremy, he was in juvenile uh, detention or he was in jail. I was not in jail. But the closest I think I've ever been to is, uh, I, shouldn't, that, I shouldn't say, that's not close to being in jail. But a situation that reminds me of that is when I was a teenager, we uh, went, some of us guys from our church, when I was a teenager, we went to a brand new, for us, it was a brand new teen camp. And to be fair, this teen camp, they had advertised that it, they, the name of the camp was Take the Challenge. And they advertised that it was going to be, you know, you know, make you tough and make you, make you strong. And it was going to be almost kind of a little bit of like a military themed. So we knew that. But we got to the camp 
And when we pulled into the camp, I remember my dad uh, uh, took us, and uh, there was just a handful of us guys there. Was, we had just gotten to the church in Geneseo, and um, we had not really been established with going to a teen camp, but we saw this, and we knew some of the folks there, and we thought this would be great. So we pull up, and while we pull up, um, there are literally, there are guys, high school guys that are out, and they all have matching t-shirts, and they're marching in formation. I remember my first thought was, I thought, man, this is cool. This is military. Man, I wonder what tomorrow's going to be. You know, today's a military theme. wonder what tomorrow's going to be. And, and they're marching, and they get us all in our, our, our bunks and all that. And the first night, you know, they talked to us about some things. And, and, and again, we were having a good time. Until that next morning, Tuesday morning. I kid you not, I'm not exaggerating. I had never experienced anything like this before. For those of you that have been in the military, you're like, what in the world? No big deal. You know, get over it. But that morning, it was probably, I know it was super early for us, for a bunch of teenagers. I want to say it was 5.30 or 6 o'clock. I know it wasn't much later than that. And there were some guys that came in, the counselors for the camp. They came in, and literally it was, get up, get up, move it, everybody line up. And I thought, they're not serious. This, is, this isn't camp. You know, my idea of camp is, you know, you go shoot baskets and uh, play ping pong and eat snacks and have a good time and, you know, all that. Oh, no, were we in for a surprise. They got us all lined up and they said, all right, we're doing push-ups. I, I, I did more push-ups that week than I had ever done in my life. I couldn't, you know, my arms, you almost couldn't feel your arms. They were just like, you know, jello. And uh, they got us lined up and we went out into this field and we started marching. And we kept marching, and we kept marching, and I, oh my, it was intense to say the least. I'll put it this way, that camp, when that camp ended on that last day, I was very grateful to be getting in that church van and to be driving off that property, and, and I felt like it was freedom. I felt like I could breathe again. I'll never forget this. The first meal that we had, it was in uh, Muscatine, Iowa. I don't think it's there still today, but there was a Long John Silver's. I don't, they don't have those in Ronald Rapids, but I think I've seen them in Raleigh. But Long John Silver's, by the way, I'm getting hungry right now just thinking about it. It's a good place. The, the, the chicken, the fish, the hush puppies, the french fries, it's fast food. I know some of you are like, oh, that's not any good. Listen, when you've been at camp and you've been eating food that's not good and you've been in what you thought was boot camp for a week and you get out and you can eat what you want to eat and you can breathe again, that was freedom. Well, can I tell you this? You and I, we are in bondage. We're in chains to sin before Jesus comes by. But aren't you glad he sets us free? So here's my question. If Jesus sets us free, why would we ever want to go back to bondage? When I was sitting at that restaurant, I wasn't thinking, you know, I'd like to go back and eat some more of that camp food. When I got home and I got in my own bed and I got to actually sleep and wake up on my own that next morning, I was not thinking, you know, I'd like to go back to boot camp. Can I tell you this? God gives liberty. David knew about fighting battles. He knew about needing victory, needing deliverance. You see, for David, it was do or die. For David, it was sink or swim. He said in verse 2 that when the wicked and my foes and my enemies, when they come upon me to eat up my flesh, he said, they stumbled and fell. Even though an host should encamp against me, my heart shall not fear. Though war should rise against me, in this will I be confident. Can I tell you, the Lord wants to be and the Lord can be 
your liberty. God can be and God will be your salvation, whatever you're going through. David said this, in this will I be confident. I hope you trust God today. I hope you have confidence in God that he is able to give you victory. I hope you have a great day. We'll finish up uh, next time. We'll finish up in Psalm 27. I've got more things I'd like to say, but number one, the Lord is my light. And then secondly, we saw today, the Lord is my liberty. He is our salvation. He's our deliverance. And praise God for the work he's done in our lives. God bless you. Thanks for having uh, uh, some time with us today. Hope you have a great weekend and we'll look forward to a great day on Sunday. On the winning side. Yes, I'm on the winning side. Thank you for joining us today on the Winning Side podcast with Jeremy Coburnett, pastor of Victory Baptist Church in Roanoke Rapids, North Carolina. If today's episode encouraged you in your Christian life, would you consider sharing this daily podcast with a friend, a neighbor, maybe a family member, or a coworker? We are grateful for your help in spreading the good news of Jesus Christ. If we can ever be a help to you in any way, please let us know by calling or texting us at 252-308-4600. Thanks again for listening today, and we look forward to having you join us again next time on The Winning Side Podcast with Jeremy Coburnett.